Amen. You guys bow your heads. Let's pray. You are an original. Father, I thank you. You said in your word that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I pray for each and every person, uh, for the, the anointing of God upon each of us to be authentic. I know that God made us original and made us specifically to be ourselves. And I was reading, as long as you are trying to be someone else or putting on some act or behavior someone else taught you, you have no possibility of truly reaching people. The most valuable thing you have to give people is yourself. No matter what you think you're selling, what you're really offering is you. Father, I thank you that we accept ourselves, who we are, exactly the way we are, short, tall, doesn't matter. You've made us uh, uh, valuable just the way we are. I thank you on your sense and, and want to accept the presence of God and, and to be an ability of receiving tonight and just receiving you for being you, being a great parent, being the blessed parent that you are. Don't criticize what you've done. And, and I just pray in the name of Jesus as children and we receive ourselves because we won't sell what we won't receive. If we're unwilling to buy the good that God already sees in us, we won't give that to anyone else. We won't offer our best because we feel like we're less than, feel like we're not good enough. But in Jesus' name, that spirit of condemnation, we just break it. We thank you, Lord God. We present ourselves, present our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That is our reasonable service. And, and we just pray in the name of Jesus, Father, I'm going to quit beating myself up. I'm on you guys just lift your hands up in Jesus name I'm gonna quit beating myself up quit cutting myself down quit looking in the mirror and just not accepting myself for who God has made me to be and I in the name of Jesus thank you God for making me thank you God for for putting me here on this earth to do your will in your way I repent and never again will I look in that mirror again and criticize myself and criticize what you've made and the one you've called. I'm going to just lean back into your presence, lean back into your will and do it your way. And Father, I thank you. I thank you no more will we suffer with the guilt and suffer with the condemnation and depression and just thank God for who you are and what you've made in us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm going to take some time and pray if anybody has specific prayers that they need and, and want. And if not, you just continue to worship while I pray.
Father, we just thank you, Lord, for an atmosphere of faith, praise, that we glorify you in all that we do. Thank you. Have your way tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you are standing. Merry Christmas. New Year's is coming. Um, you're going to be happy about that as well. Um, and, and we'll be faithful to the end. Amen. Um, also, as you guys are, pre we're preparing for our New Year's Eve uh, service. I'm thinking about some stuff that I think I may want to do. I haven't discussed this with anyone. Okay, so y'all are first hot off the press of leaving the microphone open. And if you want to say an open prayer over everybody, y'all know how we just pray for an hour. But if you want to come up, we're going to leave the mic on and you just come up and just pray whatever God puts on your heart to pray over everyone at that time. Now, folks won't just, we'll already be, have our heads bowed, but you just come up and you jump on uh, Jairus mic for us. He'll have to lower it because I'll have to look to the heavens to speak on that mic. But, but we want that to be a time where everyone just, if God puts on your heart to get up here and pray something, and we're not asking you to have one of those prayers where people want to eat by the time you're done, but just, uh, just some prayer time of just doing it, right? Amen? Man, it's, it's awesome. So it's good. So it looks like some of you guys have had a lot of time off to yourself. Uh, Y'all got that look like, why am I even moving? Like it's hurting and all that good stuff, but the Christmas good. And, and you guys go back to school when? The seventh. See, the depression comes out. Seventh. Don't talk about it. Okay, I'll wait till next week. I'll bring it up next week, all right? Well, let's go love on each other and let's greet each other, all right? So let's go do that. Um, and we're going to talk about goodwill and not the resale clothing store. We're going to talk about the, what God says about goodwill. And, and honoring God and all that he does um, and beginning to present that before the Father. Um, peace brings out God's good. So we must pursue peace because where there's peace, there's the good of God, right? So anytime there's strife and arguing and bitterness and blame, you have to stop or the good will won't come out. Uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 11 through 14 and even part of the Christmas moment says for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothing lying in a manger and suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. Uh, Father, we just pray. We thank you for your word that will be consistent and, and stay right before you and focus that, Lord, that anything about this season must contain Jesus. And, Lord, we are careful to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You also can find uh, the related verse to this in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, that unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, he shall be called... Uh, heaven, what is it called? Mighty God, everlasting Father, right? So same verse, and it's where you get people who say God and Jesus are different. Here's where it shows you that this is the verse of the Trinity, is that they are one, a son born, born of the Father. The Father spoke, his words came to life, his words lived, and they became uh, eternal. 
So, however, but we want to do good toward people and not just for Christmas time. It's goodwill toward men, but good only comes through peace. And if there's no peace, there's no good. You know, I love that. Um, you know, that that blessing happened with Elijah. But, you know, he and Jaira have been working. We got our big pal conference coming up. And those guys have been doing stuff for me. Well, I, I say for free because they weren't on a payment. But it was it's just funny because uh, all the folks around me, uh, adults, are really lazy. They don't really want to work. So anytime they go, well, who's going to do that? I go, well, I got these two guys, but you're going to have to pay them another hundred dollars. You're not going to be able to pay them what you pay everyone else. You know, and not that they asked for, I asked for. Or here's an option: you could keep the two hundred dollars, and you can help come carry the waters. They're doing it, and they've done it before, and they've done it with me, but there's something about peaceful and being able to ask for it because you know it's going to get done, right? Because it's been done before, right? God trusts us with, with what we've been consistent with, and, and I love that. I have no problem with it, and even after we had the meeting, they asked me again, why are we paying them? And I said again, because they're going to be doing this and this, however... If you don't want to pay them, you come carry the water with me. We got options. But we're not working them. We're not using them up for free. Okay? And so uh, I think what, what we have to do is pull for one another. I love that, what Miss Pamela did, and, and just blessing that obedience. Because many of it's easy to get discouraged to do something good over and over again, and nobody ever recognizes or says anything and not that we don't do that here and say thank you for all they do but but thank jesus right that we recognize it and give it and it's funny because my attitude wants to kick in is because your lazy self won't help and i'm not trying to die out here so i'm gonna pay the people that's gonna help me how's that you want me to say it that way and jesus says no i want you to just give the information and walk away and they'll understand. Jesus' coming was the only source of provision to produce goodwill toward men. It was him coming. Man did not have a good ending. No man was set for a good ending. They were going to die and die away from God. Uh, the salvation of man through Jesus is God's perfect will for man to have eternal life in heaven. Now, y'all know there's two types of wills, right? It's God's perfect will, and then there's a permissive will. You can beg God, beg God, beg God, and God keeps telling you no, and then God stops talking, and he'll permit you to go ahead and do what you want to do because you're not surrendering to the perfect will. You just <coughs> say, God, why didn't you stop me? He said, I did, but you were intent on doing it your way, so I just took my hands off of it and stepped back permissive will we've got this big thing with this conference is that i was i am and then i will i'm gonna put a big poster board i'm fighting for this to be the best ever just because you know what miles miracle is making me a uh, what do we call it not a scarf anymore a stole that reminds me too much of my childhood we couldn't say stole because people start searching you Folks didn't know what the word meant. You stole what you steal. So it's a stole, but it's going to have LLM and it's love like Miles. Miles gave goodwill. Miles was the will, that kind, that always loving, that 
that, that Elijah type spirit and that whole thing of love, love, love. Or, or, you know, one of those things that we have to think of is that with these guys, we want it to be something where people can look and go like, I was, and my deal is I was very angry. I am now changed and I will help change others. You know what I mean? And we're going to leave it up there all day. We're going to make it as close. We're going to get it as close to uh, forward camp or whatever it is as possible. And we're going to present God's message and in a way that people can receive it. So uh, that's salvation. Not to mention pray for strength because that will be the first week of the fast. Yay. I'll have a nice little odor going. There is a permissive will and a perfect will, right? How many of y'all ever lived in God's permissive will? Where you just like, you know God's telling you not, you know, but you just say, you know what, God, I'm going to go ahead and go with it anyway. And he permits it, but it's not perfected. And he wants us to be in his perfect will, right? Okay, so, and here's how it works, right? But the permissive will is what we are allowed to do when we don't surrender to what God wants us to do. So God wants us to walk in doing good toward one another. His perfect will is going to be us being, being a blessing to our brother. Goodwill is being friendly, helpful, and with cooperating attitude. Jesus was born to coordinate life and blessing for all mankind. Were you, Rita, were you at the service when, when I was, I don't know if I was preaching or just speaking, and I was talking about my brothers and, and uh, about them dying of cirrhosis of the liver. And you remember the dude that jumped up? And you were, okay, so I guess maybe you weren't even there, right? This dude, he was blind. You remember the blind guy? Well, I didn't find out he was blind. Anyway, I'm speaking. I'm talking about my two oldest brothers that died from cirrhosis of the liver and just talking. And he jumped up and he, he says, can I hug you? That's right, you weren't there. You were not there. Because I remember having on a suit and couldn't figure out why I had a suit because I was, okay. He jumps up and goes, can I come hug you? Like, and it's a bunch of people. And I said, well, yeah, you know, like, whatever, yeah, come hug me. And he hugged me, and he said, I'll never drink again. And I remember this, and I know, and I was thinking to myself, I know why you won't drink again, because he was drunk then. He was full then. He was like, I, I was like, you getting me drunk, just smelling, just, I mean, he was lit. Right, and I was he was hugging me. He goes, oh, I never, I never drunk. And he told me he, he was crying, and he said in my ear, or I heard God say in my heart, that's how you get your brothers back. One of your brothers. He was blind, but I didn't find that out till later because no one helped him. He ran to the stage. He says, I'm legally blind. When did blindness become a law anyway? Legally, I'm blind. <laughs> it's got some illegal blind people out there, but just, just trying to process. I just try, I, I think I process too much. It's like, I'm, you're illegally blind. He hugged me, and then I remember him going away, and, and we had stayed in touch for just a little bit, not, not long, but he, he told me like six months later, I still haven't touched a drink. And I, and I can't remember, but I, I remember God. Because I was like, you know, why wasn't I ever there for my brothers? Why, why, you know, and I was just too young. There's nothing I could have said to him. You know, I was so, I was so little. But I was like, why can't I ever speak up? He says, but you can speak now. Don't ever become quiet now because you couldn't speak then. 
right? And you're going to reach people then as your brother. And there's no way this guy could have come from our family. This white guy with long blonde hair or brown hair, dirty blonde. I, don't all of us have dirty blonde hair? Because anything darker than blonde is dirty. It's again, processing. Matthew, anyway, that story was good till I drifted. Matthew chapter 25, verse 37 through 40 says, Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? And when, uh, when saw we thee stranger? I don't know why they can't just say, When did we see you a stranger and took you in and, and, and you was naked and we gave you some clothes? Or when, when did we see you sick or in prison and became unto thee? It, but it, verse 40 is what I really want to get to. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you done it, as you done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Right? And so God says, What you do to anyone else is you're doing it to God. Right? And if you remember when Acts, when he, caught, when he got against Paul, and he says, Paul, why do you persecute me? And Paul's like, I haven't touched you. Yeah, but you've been touching my people, so that's touching me. So God says, You don't have to fight my battles because if. They're fighting you. They're really hitting me. And you know they can't be me, right? And so when we do good to others, we're doing good to Jesus. We do bad to others, we're doing bad to God, right? Okay, that, that's just how it works, right? And he says, when you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to me, right? And sometimes it is easy to get mad at people. And then you think like, God, because it's easy to get for us to get mad at God, right? And you don't get our way. Our prayers don't get answered when we think it should. We don't get some stuff. And so we get mad at God. So we get mad at people. So it's no big deal because we're already mad at you, God, anyway. I thought that was great. Jesus. Jesus set things up for us to treat everyone the way we would treat him. Now, obviously, if Jesus is coming over, we're going to clean, you know, Make sure the TV is on the good Christian channels. <laughs> right? And how I do it, right? And Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming over. Y'all need to get the house clean <laughs> and put up stuff that we don't use. Don't let him go in that restroom. Just, okay? Jesus is coming. Hush. Hush. You did do that when company was coming? You had to clean up? Anybody? They go. Y'all acting like we ain't had to do that. We had to do that. My mom threatened everybody, clean this house up. We're having a prayer breakfast in the morning. You don't clean, I'm going to beat your behind. Like, we, how are you going to pray and beat us at the same time? What kind of sermon you in the middle of, right? And them old ladies come in with their cowbells on Saturday morning. Hey, and alone, this morning is alone. We're going to go and going to pray in the morning. With them. I'm like... Lord Jesus, we couldn't sleep in. <laughs> Could not sleep in. Could not sleep in. And no matter how much we complain, and no matter what we said, Mama said, you're getting up to prepare the way for these ladies to pray. We learned at an early age, she really was just preparing us for ministry. And one of the things I do more than anything else is I pray. I ain't like it. Yes, when they cooked the bacon and they started praying because they cooked the food and then they would pray a little bit. And yes, we stole the food because them ladies could cook and pray. 
They hum real good. They was making homemade cinnamon rolls and biscuits and, and the good bacon, you know, the kind that don't, the good bacon, the good eggs. Had rich and ready orange juice. Anybody know about rich and ready? When you folks don't, you don't know about rich and ready? You a country girl. You country folks, you know about, anybody, you know about rich and ready orange, you don't? Man, this will put tang to shame. Seriously, Rich and Ratty was really was up there with that Art Neil Armstrong. This is really what he was up there on. Donnie, look up that Rich is <laughs> Pastor Donnie, you ain't with me no more. It's R I C H apostrophe Ready. You get some juice called Rich and Ready. Hmm. Y'all over here dealing with Tang and Tropicana. Maybe it was just in my neighborhood. The orange juice was Rich and Ready. Had enough sugar, you had to go. <laughs> you had to go get your blood checked after drinking it. But he, he did it right. Jesus set it up right, so we treat everyone right, okay? And and just treat it away. And what happens when when we start treating everybody right, right? Because we, what we don't want to do is turn into I did something good for you, so you do something good for me. God doesn't want us to be that way. God says do good anyway, right? Do good anyway, right? Romans 12 and 21, it says, overcome evil with good. You should be 100. You should be 100. Well, I did this for you, honey. You should do this with me. Most marriages are made out of that. That is not a relationship. That's a creditor. If we would treat everyone like they were the source of us living, and that's, that's the message of Love Like Miles. His whole story was he got that blood transfusion, didn't know who did it. So I'm going to treat everybody like they were the one that gave me the blood <clears throat> to live. Yeah, we're going to dedicate the entire thing. And yes, he preached the time he should have. And yes, if God turns me loose to preach and talk about Jesus at this conference, and yes, if I get fired, okay, but... <laughs> but it says, I'm going to love you like you gave me the blood to live. You imagine treating everyone like that? And it reminded me, I remember I used, to, I, used to, I used to be that way. I don't know why I lost it, but I used to treat people like they were the one that paid for me to go to camp the year I got saved. Because we couldn't afford it. A man paid for us, me to go. Like, man, I should go back to that. One day, I shall be... He said, I believe the world would be a special place, right? If we treated everyone like they were our source for living. So First um, <clears throat> John 4, 19 and 20, we love because he first loved us, right? So we got that 50-50 plan. Jesus, I love you because you first loved me, right? And, and when you operate like this, you know, obviously he was going to love us first. We didn't have a choice because he created us. He had already loved us before we ever here. And so he loved us first. However, that's the last time it should ever happen. We should just love him anyway. Well, I didn't get what I wanted. So we see people walking away from God because they didn't get what they wanted. And they want him to love first all the time for them when he was already the first love. Right? In fact, in Revelation says, I want to return back to my first love. If anyone says, I love God but hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Power of forgiveness is incredible, right? It's also tough. Is that unfair? God says, 
You say you love me, but you can't stand people. I love you, God. I just don't like your kids. <laughs> Especially the bad ones. Right? And he says, you can't really love me if you don't love people you can see. How can you have faith when you won't have a fulfillment of those in front of you? I can't. So remembering who loved us first helps us love at all times. <coughs> Jesus didn't love us at 100. Jesus loved us at 100% so that we would, we would, <laughs> Jesus didn't love us at 100% so that we would owe him, but that we would have more love to give. And as I'm reading in this, he's, Jesus gave us 100, not so we could pay him back so that we can go and use it as a multiplication to love others, right? So he didn't say, I'm giving you this so you give it back to me. He says, no, I'm giving you this so you can give to others, right? Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So I'm giving you so much love, not that you can pay me back because you can't pay me back anyway, but I gave you so much so you can go give to everyone else. <clears throat> when God is asking you to go the extra mile, it's not that you can get even with the person. It's not going to help. Not that you can get even. Thank you, though. It's not that you can get even with the person, but that so that you can get the person past the hump. I'm sorry. Miss Navy made it for me. And it was really good, but I drank it and it's not good. This is just good old fashioned, just cold water that I need. So he said, I, <laughs> I saved you so you could go help. Not that you can come pay me back. And a lot of people will say, I got a relationship with God. I just don't want to help anybody else. Then bless my four no more type thing. And God is saying, like, if you really had a relationship with me, you couldn't help but help others. You would chase the homeless man with a hot dog to give it to him. You, you would do those things. Apparently, I have a lot of cousins living downtown. Got homeless people, because every time I go down there, they, we cousins? Yeah. Somewhere, somehow. So he loved us so much so that we give it to others. So when we give without expecting someone to give back, we load them with our gifts so that they can give to others, right? It's the story of the Bible in Matthew 18, 35 through 40 about the, uh, the wicked servant, right? And he says, I forgave you that great debt. Then you went, I forgave you so you'd forgive others. But what, what people do with God's forgiveness is go and hold things against other people. <clears throat> he said, don't do that. I did this for you. So your gift is to help others. I remember we said this to people in churches that uh, if someone asks you to borrow money, don't loan it if you can't give it. Right? Because once it leaves your hands, that should be it. And if you can't give it, just say, I don't have it. And they say, I see it right there. And I've had people do this. They looked into my wallet when I've opened it. And they said, hey, loan me this much. I said, no. They go, why? Because I don't have it. They go, I see it right there. But I said, that ain't for you. See, because if I give you this, I'm going to expect it back. And I'm not ready to loan it to you. Right, But once you loan it, and obviously if God speaks to your heart to give it, you should give it anyway because God's going to take care of it. Right, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 39 says, Jesus declared, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first of greatest commandments. And the second is like, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's why we prayed of ourselves. Most people don't like themselves. 
right? They get in front of the mirror. Oh, I'm too, I don't look, I don't like the way I look. And they spend so much time, so much time putting themselves down. So when they get to that verse, love your neighbor like you love yourself, I hope not. Right? Because that's a struggle. If you said to your neighbor what you say about yourself, you wouldn't have a neighbor. Right? So we have to get back into there and start thanking God for who we are the way we are. So we can love on the person next to us. <clears throat> After loving Jesus, we must love one another. In fact, it is through loving Jesus that he strengthens us to love one another. So our commitment to love, Jesus means that we care about our eternity. This means we love where we are going. This is the love we should give to our neighbor. So I'm going to take you with me. I'm going somewhere place. I'm going someplace good. I want to take you to this place. James chapter 4, verse 14. Wow. Um, it says this, Wherein, as you know, not what shall be on the morrow. And all they had to say was, you don't know what tomorrow is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <sighs> for what is your life? It is, it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, <clears throat> if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boasting. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Kind of a basic principle. You know what's the right thing to do. Quit waiting for somebody to tell you to do it. Just do it, Nike. All right? Just go ahead and do it because if you don't do it to you, that's to you it's sin. <clears throat> if we would just do the good that we know, more people will know the good God that we serve. Right? If I just do the good that I know, people will know the good God that I serve by doing the good. So who pays you to take out the trash, Elijah? Jesus does. Jesus does. Pays you to clean a church, gyra after church and get the sign. Jesus does. Sometimes he looks like a short, bald, black man, but Jesus does. Paid through my faith. Paid through my service and obedience to God. Jesus does it. Right? It is the undone, it is the undone good that pushes people away from God. The good that goes undone is what pushes people away. But conviction will cause us to pursue people with godly passion, right? <clears throat> so I always told God, I'm going to give you my best no matter what. No matter if it's one-on-one, -on -one, whatever it is. Anybody ever used to do Bible studies one-on-one -on -one with people? Just try it. It's awesome. Especially if y'all get to a place where y'all, there's some disagreement or discussion. Not disagreement, but discussion. Right, and you get there, and you're going through verses, and you got Bibles and stuff everywhere. This is really cool. But I remember telling Sagan, I remember walking into this uh, uh, center for sexually exploited kids, but it was all girls, all girls that I walked into, and they take your belt, your wallet, your keys, your socks, your no, and and so you can't go in there with anything, right? And so when I went in there, these these girls were playing volleyball or whatever. It was scary ball is what I call it because they were throwing the ball because they were all like 
picked up off the streets, you know. And criminal records, they were from the ages of 8 to about 17. Picked up over and over again for different stuff. And so I start talking, and I forget what I, I went into something. Somebody said something, I start going back and forth, just acting like me. And this little girl would not stop laughing. She lost it. She's lost. She could not pull it together. She started crying. She was laughing so much. And they were, all the security guards took off running. They took off running. And they were like running back. I was like, whoa. And I'm like, you know, it's a maximum security place. So if the security guards running, I need in on why they running because I need to run too. I ain't trying to die up in here now. Y'all got something going on. Y'all didn't let a brother know. So that, I got I'm 30 minutes to, to an hour-long speech, and I'm like. So I kept talking, but I was like, so at the end of it, you know, nobody said anything to me. I went over to that lady. I go, hey, why was y'all running? They said, uh, oh, you see that little girl right there that was laughing so much? They go, yes. Yeah. We've never seen her smile before. We were trying to get a camera. I said, man, y'all better tell a brother because I was about to leave up him. <laughs> that lady busted out laughing. She goes, you going to leave? I said, yeah, man, I don't know why y'all running. Y'all the only one with guns. I ain't even got my belt. <laughs> leave me up in here with these kids. I said, now, that's precious now. Don't get me wrong now. That's amazing. They said, we've never, she's been in here since she was seven. She was 17. She'd been in and out of that place because her mother puts her on the streets, and, and they keep picking her up. And they said they've never seen her smile. For her to laugh, and they were searching frantically. Now, obviously, this was years before people knew to take your cell phone out. Them jokers were sprinting back and forth. <laughs> And I'm already distracted just from breathing. And I said, that's the big security guard was running. So he was one running the most. And I'm like, if he's running, I need to know why he running. Surely he can, he's clunking through there. And again, I think they got a picture of her smiling. And they said, we just want to show her that whenever she gets down. Right? So go and do your best wherever God calls you to do it. Amen? I mean, it don't matter. Do your best. People need you. People need you at your best. And, and so as we did that, and she came, the little girl hugged me and, and just said, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say to you because um, I've never said anything nice to anyone, but I do want to tell you this. That made me, that made my stomach hurt. I said, I'm going to take that as a compliment because I don't know what to do here. Now I'm going to tell you something, little girl. You need to smile more often so they don't trip like they did. <laughs> she started laughing again. And so she hung around, and we just, we just talked because you can't, like, you, like, even when I was talking to her, I had to have my hands behind my back or in my pocket just to let them know, like, that all the stuff that these kids have been through, uh, they'd never done it. But, you know, you walk into a place, and I had just left thousands of kids. The, then I walk into this little room because the windows is you ain't got no windows you ain't got they secure you know what i'm saying it was maximum security time out they looking for a camera instead of y'all let people bring their cell phones in here you have to run to do that took a picture of it myself okay all right y'all bow your heads we're gonna pray before i get off into something that's not spiritual now, as you're praying, your heads are bowed, 
Think about who you need to be good to. Before you even get there, be good to yourself first. And go back and appreciate who you are. <clears throat> and as you've received, as we prayed earlier, that you're never going to judge yourself again and put yourself down. Um, in fact, there's a verse in the Bible in second, I believe second Corinthians three and four says, uh, no one can judge me. He says, not even Paul said, I can't even judge myself. And then I want you to begin to just let God fill your heart to do good toward others. Maybe that's to your parents and to your loved ones, to your siblings. <clears throat> just let God use you to be good and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I'm going to bring peace to my family. I'm going to be peace to my loved ones. I'm going to bring peace to the entire world for doing good. Thank you. I just, those of you who, and I believe all of us and all the good that you've ever done, I just want you to know it didn't go unnoticed. God saw it. God blessed you. God wants you to know he thanks you and know that there are lives you touch by you being who you are, being the person that you are, the, the person of obedience and a person that responds respectfully. And God just wants you to know that you are loved. And Father, we lift up our children. We lift up all of our loved ones. Lord God, that show us how to be good to them, even in the midst of what they're going through and maybe uh, letting themselves down. But Lord, we're going to lift them up. Give us the words to say so they can pull themselves out of danger and be able to come back and know that God has a great plan for them. And Father, we thank you for the goodwill. And we're going to do it according to you. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen.